Welcome today, friends, to Balanced Living, Changing Lives for Good. Today's program is called Engineered for Success, and we want you to know today that God has engineered the human body for renewal, restoration, and recovery, both in physical, mental, and spiritual elements. And so today, our program is going to be co-hosted by Vicki Griffin. Vicki, we're thankful that you're here with us today, and Vicki is the Director of Lifestyle Matters, and she has a master's degree in human nutrition and public administration. So Vicki, we welcome you to the program. Thank you so much, Pastor Wes. And friends, we want you to know that there's a website that you can go to, Lifestyle Matters. Matters.com, and there's free downloads of all of these programs. You can download the PowerPoints and some handouts and all kinds of resources. There's also 26 videos that you can watch, and those are all absolutely free. So once again, that website is LifestyleMatters.com. Well, Vicki, I'm excited about our subject today, Engineered for Success. You know, many people think that they don't have much hope in their life. Maybe their situations are difficult, their environment is challenging, the choices they've made, they've had a lot of regrets and their body may not feel the way that it should. And so we are going to look at a number of principles today that will allow the brain and the body to be rebuilt. And so tell us a little bit about that process. Well, in our discussion today, we are going to see in many ways how our brains and bodies are actually designed by our maker for renewal, recovery, and restoration. And that is good news indeed. Absolutely. And we're going to take a look at a very interesting example of a very large natural disaster that took place a number of years ago and compare that actually to the human brain. So let's talk about that. Who can ever forget the name Katrina? No one from New Orleans or those five Gulf states that were slammed with hurricane force winds at 175 miles an hour will ever forget that name. In fact, it was the second largest hurricane in U.S. history. There was a 20-foot storm surge in New Orleans. 80% of New Orleans was under 20 feet of water. 15 million people were affected in those five Gulf states, and 2,000 people lost their lives. You know, I still remember looking at the images on the news and seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of houses just totally submerged underwater, people riding through the streets in boats, alligators swimming amongst the homes, and all kinds of crazy things that we would just never even imagine could happen. An entire U.S. city destroyed by water. Yes, exactly. And the interesting point about Katrina hitting New Orleans is that the main damage was not done by the initial hurricane. The main damage was from those broken levees. Mm -hmm. And there's an analogy here with our broken brains and bodies that is very interesting. And I love the verse in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, which tells us that God uses the things that we can see to help us to clearly understand the things that we cannot see. And Hurricane Katrina and its effects on New Orleans is an amazing illustration of just that condition of the broken brain of human beings. Just like that storm came in and surged and those levees were broken, so very similarly the decisions that we make in our lives can be like that hurricane. 
And, you know, we make a lot of different choices, and there's a lot of different elements that went into that storm. And when we make certain choices, all those elements have an impact on the brain that oftentimes leads us to even worse choices. Well, exactly. And not only is it our choices, it's also chance and circumstance. There are things that happen to us that we have no control over, things that have happened in childhood when people had authority over us. We have a genetic deck that we are dealt. And God understands all of those things. But as we focus on the effects, the initial effects of this storm, there are two major components that I think are very important when we consider the healing of the broken brain and the healing of a broken city. The first thing that we look at in city planning is damaged infrastructure. So when we saw on television the broken roads, the communication systems were down. So now this city had lost its synchrony. It lost its economy and vitality. It no longer was able to prosper or grow. All of the communication systems were broken down. And so the people that needed help couldn't get the help. And that is what happens in a damaged infrastructure. But that leads to a second problem that is equally serious, and that is weakened defenses. Mm -hmm. So now, because this city was in survival mode and could no longer prosper, and it had all these broken segments, now it was subject to vandalism, to violence and vagrancy. And we saw this on television. So it's very interesting that these parallels can be made to the brain, that it's been said in Proverbs 25, 28, a person without self-control is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Very similar parallel. There are certain things that will happen to us from the outside in that we have no control over. But there are also things that happen from the inside out that we do have control over. And so we have choices that we can make that can actually improve our defenses and improve our infrastructure, and that will help us deal with those things that we can't control. And that will give us a balanced brain for balanced living. Is that correct? Yes, that is an important point. And you know, you may be listening to this, and you may be in a situation, you don't know how you got there, you don't know how to get out, but your maker does. Mm -hmm. And The Bible talks about how before we find these principles of living, Pastor, we are ignorantly alienated from the life of God. So whether it's principles of relationships, principles of healthful living, whether it's psychological principles, spiritual principles, moral principles, we need to be instructed and educated in the healing process. And so the areas of the brain that are affected by these influences, whether it's a strong genetic liability, whether it's a circumstance that has rewired your entire nervous and immune system from childhood, making you more prone and vulnerable to addictions or pain or whatever it is, whether it's the choices that we make. You and I have a history of making choices that were very destructive in our youth. And so the brain influences that come through the genes that we have been dealt, the environment we've been raised with, including the environment of the womb, and the choices that we make, it affects our stress levels and depression. It creates addictions and bad habits. And so what an amazing analogy we do have in that scripture that the same condition of that broken city is represented by broken down and without walls. But God wants to restore all that sin has broken and taken away from us. You know, Vicki, it's very fascinating that I'm finding more and more that health professionals and scientists are discovering that the Bible is really a scientific book. 
And all these things that you've mentioned, the examples of poor choices or bad environments or bad surroundings, there are examples of people in the Bible that dealt with those things. And yet they eventually became overcomers. And the way that they became overcomers is by following certain principles in their life. And we find that all those principles are found in Scripture. And science more and more today is discovering that these principles that are scientifically based were actually age-old principles given in the Scripture in the Bible. Rebuilding a broken city requires a plan. If we send the engineers to fix those levees that caused all that damage, there is still area-wide damage throughout the city that needs healing. Mm -hmm. And so it takes time and perseverance. Perseverance is a miracle in a brown wrapper. So this is not a thing where we're, if we've had damage to our brain or our bodies, where we're just saying, oh, doctor, give me a pill. Let me be fixed by tomorrow. This is something that it took time to break down, and it's going to take time to rebuild. And we can have joy in that journey. There's a saying by Mencius, the Chinese sage, he said, knowledge imparts information, but not the power to execute. So Mm. I can claim and pray for the power of God. Many Christians do this. Many people silently cry out for help and they don't know who to reach out to. So we can pray and cry out for power. We can claim promises in the Bible. There are 5,000 of them. But let's say I'm a person suffering from anxiety, chronic anxiety and depression. I can pray all day long for power. I can claim those promises. But if I'm sitting on the couch eating ding-dongs and watching soap operas, I'm not going to get much traction because I'm working against the natural laws that govern my psychological, moral, and spiritual being. So I need more. Healing a broken city requires a plan. Mm -hmm. And healing the broken brain requires a plan. The addicted brain is fighting hard, but it needs to fight smart. Absolutely. It's a very interesting statement by Mr. Dodge in The Brain That Changes Itself. He says, the brain is a far more open system than we ever imagined. And nature has given us a brain that survives in a changing world by changing itself. Very interesting. That's an amazing statement by a psychiatrist who wrote a book called The Brain That Changes Itself. And our brains are constantly reorganizing themselves according to what we learn. So we can create a new circumstance, a new experience, a new thought, a new behavior. And it is generated by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in all our afflictions, Jesus is afflicted, that he abhors pours the affliction of the afflicted. He Mm -hmm. is not our enemy, and he wants to turn whatever has worked against us into a blessing to ourselves, to others, and a curse to the enemy who has caused all this evil in the world. Mm -hmm. Certainly God is touched by our infirmities, and really what I think we're finding here is that some people say, well, I don't believe in God. I'm just going to focus on my physical health, my mental health. And we've seen that certainly mental health treatment has helped many people, but it hasn't been as fully effective as it could be. And so really, I think that the ultimate path to physical, mental, and spiritual health is to include that spiritual element within our physical and our mental health. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And you bring up a very important point. I've been reading a book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he addresses this very point. He says, if a drunkard signs the pledge or a rich man gives all his money away, they both of them are freeing themselves from their slavery to alcohol or riches, but not from their bondage to themselves. They still are moving in their own little orbit, perhaps even more than before. It's one thing to live free from a bad habit. It's another thing to live free in Christ as a disciple of his. Absolutely. 
So that spiritual element, friends, is very important in the overall wellness of your health and of your lifestyle. And so we're going to be exploring this more. We're going to look at five ways that will bring healing to the broken brain. And we're going to analyze those and get into those a little bit more. They are assessment, lifestyle, connections, managing stress, and environment. And so we're going to take a look at each one of these and break them down just a little bit. So let's get started with the first one with assessment. Talk to us a little bit about assessment. Well, it's always important to work closely with your physician or healthcare provider because not only do lifestyle changes reduce or eliminate the need for certain medications, but you may have a condition that you may judge that it's one thing and it's something else and it needs to be addressed and treated. So always know what your numbers are, what you're looking at, what you're dealing with, with your own physical and mental health. That really provides a foundation for building on the rest of these principles, right? Exactly. The second point is lifestyle. And lifestyle choices are very important for a foundation of mental, physical, and spiritual strength. So Vicki, talk to us about some lifestyle choices we can make that'll build that brain. That's right. A healthy lifestyle has so many components that minister to the mind, body, and spirit, and nothing else takes the place of those lifestyle choices. In fact, according to Dr. John Rady, a psychiatrist from Harvard University who wrote A User's Guide to the Brain, he says this, and it's succinct and it's true. Many of the fundamental tools for the care and feeding of the brain are everyday matters. Physical and mental exercise, proper nutrition, and adequate sleep will help anyone gain cognitive clarity and emotional stability. Now, this is huge because these are not something you have to pay a lot of money for. These are just simple, straightforward lifestyle habits. In fact, it has been estimated that two-thirds of our population in America and the United States are sleep-deprived. And when we are chronically sleep-deprived, decision-making... Mm -hmm. falls to chance levels. You have a 50-50 chance of making a right decision when we are called upon to use insight, foresight, or oversight of a situation that we are in. So it's really, really serious because we pray for these things. We Mm -hmm. pray for wisdom. We pray for insight. But sleep deprivation counteracts that prayer. We Mm -hmm. are physical beings. God has made us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. You don't have a separate intelligent entity within you. You are a soul, and your brain is the hardware of your soul. When you have a single bout of aerobic activity, it actually generates growth factors that begin to restore lost volume in the brain and stimulates new nerve cell connections in the hippocampal area of the brain, which has to do with memory, and the amygdala, which has to do with emotional memory. So as a person who is into the research, I'm always asking myself, what does this tell me about God? And what it tells me about God is that he has designed a lifestyle for his children that actually encourages and improves wisdom, learning and understanding over time, and healing from Mm. emotional trauma. And we haven't even discussed nutrition. A really interesting Japanese study showed that when the diet is rich in plant foods in carotenoids, there are more than 500 in the plant kingdom, about 60 or 80 that we know are biologically active, When the diet is rich in these things, it actually lowers irritability and sleeplessness. Mm -hmm. And so there are very profound mental health components to these lifestyle pieces. You know, it's interesting that there was not really a study, but an actual thing that happened. There was a prison, and the warden of the prison placed all the prisoners on a plant-based diet. And over the course of a few months... 
They started to notice that the aggression and the irritability and the violence of these prisoners actually significantly decreased. And the longer they kept them on that plant-based diet, the lower those things became, and their brain function was increasing, and they were taking interest in learning and growing and actually having relationships with their other prisoners. And they almost became model citizens in the prison just from switching that diet to something that was really what God had designed us to eat. Absolutely. In fact, there is a linear dose-related response and relationship between the types of fats that we consume, the healthy plant fats versus animal-saturated fats. And we'll talk about this in another program, but there is a dose-related relationship between higher levels of the healthy fats and lower levels of Mm -hmm. impulsivity, anger, and aggression. That's very fascinating. So friends, increasing our plant-based diet, getting regular, consistent daily exercise, and getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night are vital in your lifestyle choices. Well, let's talk a little bit about environment, Vicki. The components of environment that are so important, and we really emphasize this in our addiction programs, is that there is an internal environment of how you think. And thought patterns and learning how to discipline the thoughts and emotions is just as important as disciplining yourself to exercise or make better dietary choices. People complain a lot about being tired and fatigued. And there are physical habits that can increase energy, but there are also mental habits that really drain energy. Mm -hmm. Those mental habits, when you feel drained and there's a mental process going on that is like a hole in your gas tank, it usually involves worry, Mm -hmm. anger, Mm -hmm. unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. guilt, We're not doing what we know to be right. Negativity, fear, all of these things. And this is where not only does God come in and work on our hearts as we read the Bible to correct dysfunctional thinking and teach us to rise above feelings and do what we know instead of what we feel, but he also begins to cleanse us from the attitudes and give us the discipline and the training. These attitudes are actually an act of obedience. So that's our internal environment. It is an anchor for healthy choices. Without Mm -hmm. the right internal environment, you are not going to be motivated to make those healthy choices. And the things that are happening externally are going to trouble us 10 times more. Oh, 10 times more. Than than if we had those internal things under control. Exactly. And then there's your external environment. And that is what you surround yourself with. We can surround ourselves with triggers. Or we can begin to train ourselves in our associations and in what we have around us and where we go and what we do and create an environment that begins to nurture and draw us into a more positive atmosphere of choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can't always control our external. Certain environments externally we can control. We can choose our friends. We can choose our activities. We can choose many things in our life. But some things externally we can't. We can't control the choices of others. Right. We can't control sometimes circumstances that happen to us. But what we can do is have a healthy internal environment so that when those things that are out of our control happen externally, we know how to react to them and we can choose how we react to that thing. We may not be able to control the external thing, but we can choose how to react to it. Well, that is true. And let's remember that one of the most important internal attitudes is trust. You may be in a situation and you don't know what to do. You don't know how you got there or you know how you got there and you're filled with shame. You don't know how to get out. You need help. You're filled with guilt and anger. Things have happened to you. 
but you can trust yourself in the hands of the one who does understand. That's right. And so it's all of these tools together. And I love this comment by Cyrus Raji. He said, it is not one, but a combination of lifestyle choices and activities that benefit the brain. And certainly mm-hmm. we would include that spiritual component. That spiritual, reading the Bible each day, prayer, fellowship with other believers. Those things are intimately connected to both internal and external environments. Exactly. And that is going to be key in managing stress. So a lot of managing stress is not about managing circumstances. It's managing how we relate to those circumstances. And I know that in my own life with my stress prone type of personality, the way I react to what is happening can do a lot more damage than the actual circumstance itself. And I'm really thankful for the discipline of addressing that, facing it down. And God is teaching us when we have trouble to press into Christ, press through the challenge and press on to victory, not to quit, not to give up. Beginnings are great. Endings are wonderful. It's in the middle. We get in a muddle. And when we know how to handle stress with these lifestyle and spiritual tools and attitudinal disciplines, then we will be able to manage these stresses much better. Very powerful. And Bruce McEwen of PhD mentions this. He says, the mind is so powerful that we can think ourselves into a frenzy. And I know this is true for me. There's been times that there's been a situation that might have happened, and I think about how all these different scenarios with it, and it ends up being much bigger in my mind than it is in reality. And so we can actually make ourselves sick. Is that true? Absolutely. All 50 of the neuropeptides in the brain, which are associated with mood, they are capable of action at a distance. And here's the interesting thing. Action at a distance means it affects the immune system, the respiratory system, the GI tract. And all 50 of those neuropeptides are made, stored, and secreted by the mobile cells of the immune system, the cells of the respiratory tract, and the digestive tract. So what does that mean? What it means is when I discipline my thinking in the way that God wants to train me through time with him, learning to trust, time in his word, these messengers of well-being affect body systems. And when I treat my body right, it affects my brain. These are backup systems. So even the cheapest computers have backup systems. And God has designed you and I in a broken world with broken bodies and minds and broken experiences with backup systems to renew, restore, and recover lost ground. You know, I think of the text in the New Testament where Paul talks about when he's running a race, he brings his body into subjection. And so the brain can bring the body into subjection, and the body can bring the brain into subjection, and they can both work together to strengthen one another or to damage one another, depending upon the choices we make. The Bible says, put away Mm -hmm. wrath, malice, envy, evil. These are energy drainers and life destroyers. And it says, put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. I was a runaway and bulimic for 20 years. And there are food items that I cannot bring into my house Mm -hmm. because I would be making provision for something that is a real vulnerability in my life today. The anger, the frustration, all these things, we can choose not to be angry. I mean, the Bible says be angry and do not sin. And what that means is you might not like that situation, but you don't have to choose to let it rule over you. And spiritual strength will give us the tools to overcome that. Well, and let's remember, too, that time alone with God gives us strength. But it's time with each other that brings maturity, those social relationships, creating connection, not only creating a connection with God 
but creating connections with each other. Absolutely. And that social time matters. You know, people are so obsessed with their screens and people are sometimes sitting beside each other and they're texting one another. And that's the society we've come to. And people just have lost the ability to talk and interact and connect and look people in the eye. My kids are very small, less than 10 years old. And I always make sure that when there's an important thing, I tell them to go look the person in the eye. When they're apologizing to each other for fighting, I say, look each other in the eye. When I'm disciplining my kids, I want you to look them in the eye. And so these types of body languages build those social connections that are very healthy for the body and the brain. It's so important. And an interesting analysis showed that a lack of social relationships was equivalent in terms of heart health to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Mm. That's incredible. And so that was a greater risk factor for heart problems than diabetes and obesity combined. So it's important to take social relationships very seriously. Absolutely. And to develop those, to deepen those, to strengthen those in our homes and in our families, yes? That's exactly right. You know, one place that is a great place to develop those relationships is in a church, is a spiritual community where we're with like-minded people that believe the same thing that we do. It's always said that it takes a village to raise a child, right? And to have those relationships, not just with our immediate family, but with others outside of our family. So those spiritual connections can help strengthen as well. That's exactly right. And so we can have and develop satisfying relationships, not just with people that think exactly the way we do. God brings actually detrimental. It is. You are right. There are no problem-free candidates Mm -hmm. for friendships or relationships. So realizing that different people have different strengths and weaknesses, having a realistic expectation of what is going to be accomplished in a relationship Mm -hmm. is a very, very important. No one can take the place of God. He's the only perfect friend. So friends, why not reach out to him as your greatest friend and he'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll never fail you. We want to encourage you to do that today. As you said at the beginning of this program, Pastor West, growing research actually has demonstrated this link between spiritual well-being and better mental, physical, psychological, emotional, and relational health. So we can't really reach the optimum mental and physical health without that spiritual element. No. The Bible says there in Psalm 139, verse 14, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, the people in the days of the Bible recognize that, and science today is recognizing that. The more science research that is conducted, the more we realize how complicated and just how complex the body and the mind really are. And this is a very powerful thing that the Bible said a long time ago. And how could that not be? Because the Bible says in Genesis 1.27 that we're created in his image. He gave us the intellect to reason about our existence, the capacity to know him and the ability to experience and share his love with others. Absolutely. So friends, we want to remind you today that these elements are very important. Environment, lifestyle, connections, managing stress, and then of course beginning with assessment. And God has designed us to be renewed. He's designed us to be restored and to be able to recover. But you need all three of those elements, the physical health, the mental health, but also the spiritual health. And so God's power is for you. God's desire is for you. God has designed us to live healthily, to live fully, to live abundantly. And he's created certain laws for us that he wants us to follow. And so, you know, in Colossians 1.11, it says that you may be strengthened in every kind of strength by the might of his glory, 
for every kind of patience and fortitude with good cheer. And God wants us to live that full life. And he's offering that to you today. He's offering you and inviting you to take hold of his hand by faith, to trust in him, to live by the principles that he's given to us for a happy, healthy, and joyful life. And Vicki, I think that our listeners, many of them have that desire. Maybe they're finding themselves in difficult situations. Would you just give a final word to them? Yes. In Christ, you have hope. I love this scripture that Pastor West just shared because every kind of strength that you need, every kind of patience or courage that you need, you will have tribulation in this world. But the God of hope, the God of patience, the God of love is there for you. Not only does he have power, not only does he have promises, but he also has a plan. The choice is yours. The package of healing is his. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Vicki. I want to thank you for joining us today on Balanced Living. And before we go, we'd like to just offer a prayer for you, for those of you who may be struggling, just to say, God, I want to reach out to you today. I want to take you by the hand. I want to grab hold of that plan that you have for me. So if you would, just wherever you are, just bow your heads and let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you so much for the hope that you've given to us. You've created us with the ability to recover and to rebuild by following your plan. And so there may be somebody today listening that is struggling, that's battling addiction or struggles or external things that are just piling up on them. Lord, I pray today that they will just reach out to you right now, that, Lord, we want to have science involved in our lives, these scientific things. We also want to have faith, and the two combined together will lead to the optimum health physically, mentally, and spiritually. So we reach out to you just now. We ask your blessing to be with us as we lean on you, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Friends, thank you once again for joining us on Bounce Living. My name is Wes Peppers, and we want to encourage you to go to lifestylematters.com to take advantage of all the resources that we have for you there. Until next time, God bless you.